0: Welcome to Coffee with Holistic Professionals. Today's guest is intuitive healer Barbara Book, who, besides that she's my wife and I really love her, she is an intuitive healer and she shares with us the benefits of using energy work in dog training. As a holistic professional myself, who has years of experience in working with dogs and animals uh, and people, um, I would I would love to share with you Barbara's skill set. Uh, So unique, and I wanted to share with you her experience and how to tap into the energy of your dog and to improve your training and behavior intervention results. By incorporating energy work into your dog training sessions, you can enhance your dog's ability to learn, increase their overall well-being, and establish a deeper connection with your dog. This type of training or healing training or healing approach or modalities, whatever you want to call it, can help calm dogs down and anxious or aggressive, but also boost their confidence and your relationship with your dog. So, I wanted to welcome Barbara Book. Oh, we need to unmute her. Here she goes.
1: Hi. <laughs> <Spotting. laughs> I'm so excited to have my
0: wife on my show.
1: <laughs> I know, it's fun, right? its
0: It is. It's, it's awkward because you're doing. You had you helped me so much um, in the past, <clears throat> and I give you a kind of a little bit of heads up that um, I didn't know much about energy work, even though I had a Reiki degree at some point. Um, <laughs> but it was Barbara that I worked with in the past as a client, and she introduced me into the more advanced energy works. And actually, I joined her intuitive development workshop. And that really brought me to the level I am now. So officially, thank you for that. So tell me a little bit about um, your journey and and what inspired you to become an energy practitioner.
1: Mm. Well, I wasn't, I didn't start that way. (laughs) Um, I've always been very, I grew up in Southern California. I was a makeup artist in the entertainment industry. When I stopped doing that, I decided I wanted to get a college degree it was very kind of nerdy sciency person who didn't who I, w- I had spirituality but um the little dog has to go out <laughs> um i had spirituality but i didn't really understand anything about healing in general or any energy work i thought that it was kind of made up or it was psychosomatic and things like that and then my dog got really sick really fast and I found out she was in advanced stage liver disease and her liver was like the size of a peach pit and oh, wow. um, it was perforated with holes and the vet was like, you should probably put her down. There's just nothing we can do. Um, and so of course I started looking at alternative treatments cause I'm an alternative healthcare kind of gal. And I happened upon this website for these people who volunteered to um, you know, do some energy work on her for free. There were a bunch of Reiki practitioners, and uh, lo and behold, I said, oh, I said, okay, what the heck? Why not free is the right kind of price?" So I sent them a picture of her, and a couple of days later, um, she was fine. So her liver was still small, and um, but there was no holes in it, and it was functioning normally. And the dog lived another almost six years, very healthy, and so when she I mean she literally went from I can't walk I'm not eating anymore I have her scheduled for euthanization to um she got up had something to eat she was fine like there was nothing wrong with her then literally the next morning after they did the healing session so I said what did you do and I want to learn how to do that can somebody show me how to do that is that like some special magic that you guys have with some special skills and they're like nope everybody can learn it so I started, um, I got attuned to Reiki one and then, um, and then it just became an energy junkie and started doing, I became a Reiki master. I, I learned all these different Reiki, um, types cause there's lots of different styles of Reiki. And then I, I got into doing quantum healing, hypnotherapy, polarity therapy, like quantum touch, um, and, and reconnective healing, um, all this sort of stuff. So, um, I have 23 years of experience that happened in 2000. It was uh, I want to say, I want to say it was January of 2000. So it's coming up here soon, my anniversary <laughs> and I, now I just do mostly intuitive healing, um, which means I, I kind of put modalities to side and I do whatever needs to be done. Um, but I, I still do reconnective healing for animals because, um, I feel that it's really valuable. Modality, um, kind of helping them to reconnect back into their wholeness. It just seems to work really well for them for some reason. Um, Reiki works really well with animals as well, but um, the reconnective for me personally and the kind of energy that I am, um, it works the best for me. So that's what I use primarily with animals now.
0: That's that's amazing. Interesting, interesting to um, see you know the progress from having a spotted liver issues and all of a sudden the dog is back and running again um, from an engineer perspective, because I'm a former engineer um, and if you cannot measure it and you cannot see it, it doesn't exist kind of person.
1: Yeah. I have to quantify how, everything.
0: Right. How How can you explain energy work? Like what is it? How does it work? Like because well, people I mean, think energy work is kind of like, touching things and sending energy and wishes and prayers, whatever, what is it?
1: It can be all those things. You know, really what it is, is, you know, this is just particles vibrating at this frequency that creates this illusion of being solid. But really this is a bunch of light particles that are spinning and creating this illusion. So that being said, we are just energy and we aren't just this energy in the physical body, we're a larger structure as well with multiple layers. We live in multiple time space. I mean, we're just this big multidimensional dimensional um, light being. And science hasn't really figured that out yet, but in certain sometimes they have. <laughs> There's certain studies and things like that that are starting to notice that maybe the human aura is an actual thing. Um yeah, but I know from government facilities. I know from
0: government facilities like FBI and CIA. Oh yeah, they did
1: they, they, ha- they actually had studies have studies are, done
0: and, uh, you can go on CIA, like,
1: CIA.gov and go into their yeah. archives and you can right, look right. at all the studies that they've done and also um they did a ton of um programs and things like that in the 70s and the 80s um around um energy and the human field and the the you know our connection into this field of you know that they called the matrix of of all the information that exists that we can access so yeah i mean it's it's a thing but a lot you know mainstream science doesn't buy it yet um which is totally okay because i don't care um i used to i used to care a lot and i used to always try to quantify things um even when i started doing reconnective healing it was cool because i have an actual book where they had this russian scientists did a bunch of studies on um, energy work in general published this book about um, energy healing studies um, which I thought was really cool and, and valuable. Um, but you know basically what we're talking about is we're helping a person or an animal um, remember their wholeness for lack of a better way to put it. Um, the type of energy healings that I do work on entrainment so you're bringing like a weaker frequency energy particle into alignment with a stronger energy frequency particle. And kind of locking them into resonance um so it really just helps that weaker frequencies. say if you have illness or you have um emotional issues um anxiety that kind of thing and you're you're you know you're not your your field is is not healthy for whatever reason because most of the time if we have a lot of emotional issues and and our animals as well if you have an animal that is um, misbehaving a lot Sometimes it's just because nobody's ever shown them the right way to do things. Other times it's because they have a lot of anxiety or fear that's coming up and they have trauma, right? So in people, it's the same thing. So what energy healing does is it helps to reconnect people and animals back into their wholeness for lack of a better way to put it. The mech behind it is, um, subject for debate. (laughs) You know, we don't really understand hundred percent how a person can do this. Um, but we can do it anyway. We can do it um, in person. We can do it distance because when you're doing energy healing, you don't have to be there. You don't have to touch the person, even though it's nice um, or the animal. And with animals, it can be great, especially if you have an animal that is truly anxious, really disconnected, fearful of people and that kind of thing. Um, I can just be in my house and they can be over there and i can look at a picture and i can play with the energy and help them to connect that way
0: um i remember i remember a client that i had in the past um a client actually i I supposed to travel to uh louisiana for a rescue and the problem was that a dog was so aggressive he couldn't be accessed in their kennel Mm -hmm. and so i was already traveling down there (laughs) so i asked for help to do some energy work back then i didn't i didn't know about you yet we didn't met yet and so i got help from a reiki practitioner to do energy work into the kennel and in the environment of the dog and by the time i arrived there people had already took the dog out for a walk (laughs) i was like what right um
1: that is that is a normal thing that happens with healers Um, is when they do work, you know. Just like people, dogs can get stuck too. They can get stuck in fight, flight, or freeze. Um, and doing energy healing, healing can really help them to get out of that space that they're in when they do get stuck. I mean, I've had people, uh, you know, you and I know somebody in rescue who called me um, for the same thing. She she got uh, she took the dogs out to go to the bathroom. Uh, she was driving dogs, she was transporting dogs, took them out to go to the bathroom and then tried to get them back in the van and one of them would not get back in the van. And this is a huge dog, you know, like a 200 pound dog. Couldn't get him back in. She was panicking. She was on the side of the road. It was not in a good place. And um, couldn't get him in. And so she called me and I, I worked on him for two minutes and he jumped right in the van. He was just scared it just helped alleviate the fear and the anxiety a little bit because they can feel the energy they can feel it start to kind of transmute those blocks or whatever the reason was why he was afraid to get in um it didn't fix it, it just it just helped him to feel more calm and comfortable and balanced so that he could go wait a second i was just in there it was fine Do you know what I mean? He could be more rational because he was in total fear state and frozen and he just couldn't get up into that car.
0: I remember when I was starting doing my trauma trauma work for my personal complex trauma issues, I went through different therapies and psychologists and sessions and ended up even working with a program called The Meadows where (laughs) (laughs) drug addicts and alcoholics work. Uh, But the most the most experience I had was doing a connective healing session Mm -hmm. on myself. And Mm -hmm. in the beginning I thought like waste of money because as soon as I woke up, I was still the same person wearing the same clothes and didn't still have the same thoughts. I was like, okay, that was for nothing. I don't know what What? expectations I had. So I walked down the staircase, I left the office, the, the treatment office, and I walked down the street. I was in Athens back then in, in the mid, in the early 2000s. And the moment I walked out of that healing session, I recognized the usually gray-white of Athens. I recognized vivid colors. Like, it was very unnatural to me because I wouldn't pay attention to those colors. It was just all of a sudden, it was this, wow, red, and then, ooh, blue, and wow, here, um sky and light and everything was like, it become everything more vivid. So I got actually scared. So I made a U-turn went back up to the office. I was like, this is my experience I have right now. I'm kind of concerned. What is this? And she's like, well, it seems like your your awareness changed. You're more aware of your environment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it it didn't kind of click back then until I recognized when working with dogs and they are having this, Environmental issues—they don't recognize the environment It comes through a filter that you said before, and it's kind of like this illusion of sometimes of what's really happening out there because of a trauma brain of a dog, like I had a trauma brain. And suddenly, doing energy work, these filters kind of blur out a little bit, and it seems the dog is more connected to himself and to the environment,
1: and grounded. No,
0: co- and grounded, you know, right? And grounded because. And
1: so my question, because- yeah go ahead go ahead
0: now we have a little bit of a delay so
1: oh i'm sorry um so the the a lot of times animals can feel really ungrounded especially in the way that they're living right now you know most of the time they're in the house or if they are in the backyard it's mostly maybe pavement or when they go for walks it's on the pavement um it's hard for them to ground um it's hard for them to kind of connect in and they'll just like um they're almost not like they're in their bodies all the way. They're just up here. They're just letting, um, letting, like you said, trauma brain and the, the, the firing off of the fight, flight or freeze you know, response take over and rational mind goes out the window. And so when you're doing uh, with healing sessions, especially with reconnective healing, it can help you to reconnect back into that and, and help to become fully embodied. So you're, you're not only embodied, but you're connecting in with your, your higher aspect or that kind of perfect version of you that is a little wiser, a little smarter, and a little bit more connected in and less fearful and less anxious. And you're able to, to perceive things in a much different way where usually what we are, we're always in our head, we're always thinking, we're always being triggered by our environment, by other people, by whatever is happening. And it just helps when those triggers kind of get transmuted back into light, because that's really what it's doing. It's helping you to transmute those triggers that we have and all that stuck, blocked emotional energy that's holding, that we've been carrying around. And animals are no different. They are emotional beings. And um, they normally, in a normal environment, they don't have an issue expressing themselves. They're not forced to shut up you know, they're, they're allowed to express themselves in a natural way, but in a human environment, we don't allow them to express themselves. So if they growl at you because they have a toy that they really want, um, and they are just saying, Hey, you know what? Back off. I'm I'm doing this in the wild. That would be fine. But with people, we're like, Oh my gosh, he is reactive. He's aggressive. We need to stop this. Let's put a collar on him. Let's choke him. Let's, you know, tell him no bad boy, you know, whatever it is. Don't, don't ask for anything that you want. Don't be, you know, you're not, animals are not allowed to express their emotions except for happiness, period, in our care as pets. And and that's not fair to them. Even when they get depressed, we put them on Prozac, you know? <laughs> so, right, right. right? And, and that's the biggest reason why I think a lot of animals have um, emotional issues and even a lot of the health issues that are really common to what we have that you don't normally see in like maybe street dogs. Um, you know, or or roaming, free roaming dogs. So um, I don't know if that answered your question.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, of course it answered my questions because you didn't left anything close up. Everything like went right into the details. Right. Um, my question is, from a training perspective, as a behavior consultant that works remotely, is this a standalone system? You can do just energy work and address behavior issues or training issues
1: no <laughs> not even a little bit you know i mean they, okay so i'm going to tell them how we met really quickly so <laughs> roman and i Uh-oh. met because i had a dog okay. that was, uh, roman and i had a dog i had a dog that was dog reactive and roman had been working with a dog that a shelter had given him for i don't know how long did you have indigo six months six months and and he just got to a certain point. And it was just one of those dogs where you just couldn't get to a certain point. And she was she was aggressive with other animals, correct?
0: Yeah. Well, she was approaching other animals, walked away, and then made a U-turn and tried to kill them.
1: <laughs> okay. So yeah, so she just she had a thing going on. And Roman did everything that he could. And I just and and so he said, Well, let's do a trade. How about if I, you know, I do yours, you do mine. And um, you know, I actually was in Austin, where he lived, um, going to a reconnective animals training, even though I've been working on animals for quite some time with the system, um, but I had to recertify. So I went to recertify in Austin, Texas, and Roman happened to be there. And so um, I worked on this dog for him, and he was freaking out, like, because the dog, he had the dog in the crate, and he was in the room, and finally, I was like, Roman, just leave, it's fine, you know? Yeah. um, he He was moving. He was moving to Arizona and if he didn't get this dog in alignment, there's a possibility she may have been euthanized. Um, So he, and he wasn't going to be able to take her out of state. He already had too many dogs. It's not like he could take, just take her. Um, So I, I stepped in and said, sure, I'll try it. And I worked on her maybe what, like five minutes
0: yeah pretty much
1: yeah yeah and then um like Roman was freaked out to even leaving me in the room with her and i worked on her like five minutes and i left, and i go okay we'll see how it goes and and she just totally totally changed it was it was from one thing to the other all of a sudden he's able to put her out with his other dogs just fine he took her to a, a boarding facility that is a free range boarding facility ba- the dogs roam free um and they're all large most of them are large breed dogs and um, she was there for two weeks with no issues, and ended up getting Well, it I have to say that,
0: that my, you know? my approach brought the dog a lot of progress. Right, right. But literally, he just got I got stuck because, point. right. So everything that I did didn't didn't stick, or it didn't seem to stick. The dog wouldn't perform what I would expect to perform, and I was right. pretty confident that the methodology was right, but there was something going on in the mapping that just didn't stick to it. And usually back then I had a fake dog, um, a decoy dog, I don't have anyone here handy, Um, where I tested her. And usually that decoy dog is very indicative because I have different type of decoy dogs. And usually she would have a specific behavior traits to approach those dogs. And after the healing session, the first thing of course did is, I tested a dog on my decoy dog and the first thing I saw is she went up to the dog and she licked her face and walked away. And I was like, Oh, she's gonna do it again. And she didn't. And I was like, wait, what? What happened suddenly? Her her standard performance in this kind of situation suddenly changed. Now well, the first thing might went to my mind because I'm kind of like still narrow-minded back then, I was like, maybe she got into something in the crate and she doesn't feel well. <laughs> because of her not, not behaving the way she should. So I went back in and checked out the crate and everything was in there as planned. And then I start kind of like, is it possible that Barbara did it, really did something here? So since I saw that there is any issue with the decoy dog, I brought one of my, my working dogs. He was a three-legged pit, Ziggy, you met him <laughs> later. Um, and he was a very confident dog and a very intuitive dog. So. I could read the way he behaves around other dogs, even in distance, what kind of mood these other dogs are. And as soon as I let him out, of course, everybody was on a leash. He invited her for a play date. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, hey, dude, are you sure about that? And well, then I dropped the leash. And then I checked out the situation. And yeah, I I took a risk. But for some reason, something in me, Gave me this trust that says, I trust. I should trust it. I shouldn't just because I did all this work before,
1: mm-hmm. and I
0: trusted that something changed and that could be kind of coming to surface. And indeed, it happened. So after your healing session, that dog reached the potential. Right. And then I called the, pe- the friends of mine who has a free roaming shelters with a uh, free roaming facility with 32 dogs, and I didn't tell him all the truth. I'm sorry, just you watching today, right? I didn't tell you all the truth. I just had him evaluate the dog from scratch. He says, hey, I have a dog that I'm just working on. I am wondering if you could take care of him. And he has this introduction system. He's in between kennels and introducing the dog into the group through a kennel run. And then another, another dog. And this dog performed pretty good. And I was like behaving like weirdo. And he's like, dude, what's going on with you? I was like, no, nah, I'm just worried. Like. And he's like, back off. Go home. I'll call you if something happens.
1: Um. Did the and recording I, no, never stop? Me. No, it's the, working. The, the feed just stopped and it said that the recording stopped.
0: Oh, it may be stopped on your site on recording. Okay. But the recording okay. works, yeah. Sorry. So that, that was my experience. And I was like, I need this. I need that to be part of my training program because that would give me the trajectory that I need to help clients. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And since then, I think we worked over 250 cases or more.
1: At least, yeah.
0: Right? And, you know,
1: the thing about that, when you look at, like, a dog like Indigo, um, basically they get stuck in this this trigger. So the way that I perceive... It's a survival loop. Yeah, the way that I perceive things, I perceive them on a very energetic level. So I'm going to describe the trauma to you in under 30 seconds on a on an energetic level. You have an emotion. Okay. An emotion is a physical response to something. That's all it is. It's your body telling you something is wrong or something is right. Okay. So like if I get anxious, maybe I start to get a little tightness in my throat, my stomach flutters, I start to tighten up other muscles, my jaw will tighten up. That's what anxiety feels like in me. Everything's different. I know this because I'm actually in my body when I'm I'm experiencing it. I'm paying attention to it. I'm paying attention to how I'm feeling. And then usually it'll go away if I do that. If I don't pay attention to it and I ignore it or I try to stuff it down or I'm not allowed to feel what I'm feeling, like in the case of most dogs, or maybe I go into shock because it's a very traumatic experience, which is why a lot of times trauma can create this kind of sort of trauma brain. And we can hold it um, in our memory, but also on a cellular level, on a really unconscious cellular level. So you have this energy that gets created, this this bioelectric energy that gets created when you are not allowed to have an emotion that has a beginning and a middle and an end for whatever reason. That emotion and the bioelectric energy that it creates in the energy field starts to condense and compact, right? Until over time, you forget about it. But it becomes like a piece of you frozen in time energetically and this is what we call an energetic block and that energetic block sits there in the energy field and it creates havoc the first thing that it does is it creates a trigger so let's say Somebody said something that made me feel anxious and I felt like I was in danger sometime in my life. And for whatever reason, I didn't. I went and I had a couple of cocktails and I stuffed it down or whatever. And I didn't allow myself to go through the experience of healing from it. Um, And eventually it became this trigger whenever some other person says the same thing or something similar or looks like that person or whatever. I'm I'm going to get triggered. Okay. Even if the person, it's a completely different situation. There's nothing wrong. I'm going to get triggered. Everybody has these triggers. You know, if you're scared of snakes and you don't know why, you know, maybe when you were three years old, you saw something on TV. And it was very scary to you. And it was a snake in the movie or whatever. And all of a sudden you're scared of snakes, but you don't know that. Somebody makes fun of you, tells you not to, you know, feel the way that you're feeling or whatever. Um, It basically just creates this scenario where you don't even know why you're being triggered by something, but you are being triggered. So in the case of animals with behavior, especially uh, the majority of animals have some sort of a trauma, whether they come from a breeder or they come from a rescue or you find them on the street or whatever, they have trauma because things aren't normal for them in the human world. They don't have normal, natural things that happen, you know, like in the case of deer, perfect example, deer hanging out and they're eating grass. And then all of a sudden, you know, maybe a, there's a mountain lion or a bear or something, or they smell something, or all of a sudden they go <gasps> something's wrong, right? And then all of a sudden they start, you know, they think there's enough danger for whatever reason that they need to get out of there. So they go into flight mode, right? And they start running, 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 running. And then eventually, They realize that there's no danger anymore. They stop. They shake a little bit and then they go back to eating. It's like and they don't and they don't have this emotional stuckness that we have in nature because they know how to ground. They know how to get their energy out. They're not being repressed in any way. That repression is what causes so many illnesses. It causes behavior. It causes anxiety. It causes stress. It causes the fear response. And so animals are exactly the same way and dogs are no different, especially because they are one of the primary pets that we own, right? That we choose to like buy or rescue and we own them. So they're basically like little slaves to us and we need them to behave a certain way to live in our house by our rules. And it's hard for them. And if you think that it's not hard for them, try becoming an animal intuitive and, and, you know, communicating with them. It is hard for them, even if they have unconditionally unconditionally loving to their, their family and all that sort of thing. We really need to start thinking about that. Because as an energy healer, what we do is we're going in and we're helping to kind of heal those triggers. So when you have the case like Indigo, Indigo had some triggers, she had some trauma, we I don't know what her story is. I don't know if you do either, you know, but obviously when a dog's in the shelter, it's extremely traumatizing for any dog. That's well, a
0: she she it's broke out scary. of the kennel and, and attacked another dog in another kennel. And went right. She so just, kennel.
1: because <laughs> they have this intense anxiety. If you walk into a shelter, you can hear all the barking. That's anxious dogs, not happy dogs. No matter how good the shelter is or rescue, that is anxious dogs, not happy dogs. So that being said, and you can you can check me if I'm wrong, Roman, but I'm pretty sure that that's what's going on because that's what I feel um, when you start doing energy work on them. it, it just helps to transmute that, that energy and get it flowing again so that triggers not there so that they aren't going to respond in a way that's inappropriate in a situation like a, a, a toy dog just sitting there on the floor isn't going to trigger them into an attack response. You know, and so that's how it works. That's how it works from beginning to end is when you do an energy healing session, we're just helping them to kind of reconnect those little pieces that are frozen and get them flowing back into living, organic, moving light. And we're clearing triggers. And when we clear those triggers, that's when the healing can really start happening. And what can happen sometimes, let's say you have a really fearful dog, like in the case of, remember, Tucker, the little dog who wouldn't come out Mm -hmm. from under the bed. Um, that dog sweetest dog in the world he was terrified of people and he just he just wouldn't let anybody touch him and he lived under the bed and he was a rescue who'd been really abused and after we did a, a couple of healing sessions he was great but then the behavior issues really started <laughs> because then his little personality came out Um and he started getting into everything because he wasn't really very he wasn't really trained and he he we had lifted this This burden that had been on him for a really long time, right? So, So, yeah, we can kind of call it. When you put training and and healing together, this is how it can help. It can remove those blockages that are keeping a dog stuck in a behavior that you can't get them out of, no matter how hard you try, right? In those situations, that's when it's really helpful. Every once in a while, or, and it just makes it easier for the trainer to come in. And, and start to be able to teach the dog a new way of being. Because a lot of times they've been stuck in this trauma for so long, they don't know how to be in this world. They don't know how to respond. They don't know how to behave. They don't know a replacement behavior for what's been happening. So then a trainer can come in and start to help that dog to heal from it in that way and help them to start to be able to. Because really what training is, is helping a dog to live in our world. That's all it is. You're training a dog right. to live in a human's world. That's it. And whatever you need him to do, because technically dogs are kind of like working for us.
0: Right. So one thing I, I noticed, <clears throat> and that's why in the, in the beginning, when I implemented um, energy work into my training programs, and I have two programs, the one is attachment program. That's just, you know, the relationship mechanics and, and psychology around, you know, parenting a dog with behavior issues. And then I have the behavior healing program, which also incorporates different aspects of relationships, and energy, and trauma, and and ancestor trauma. All these things are included. In the beginning, I had healing sessions, and I referred people to you in the beginning. But then I noticed if we have a breakthrough and and we do have a healing process, and dogs start already responding, the people were not prepared for the outcome of that healing process because the dog was better feeling better and doing better but then all those little behaviors come up to surface because having a dog under the bed all day long you don't see that once the dog gets out of his shell then he, he will likes have to chew on things to right? <laughs> have yeah. separation anxiety and he's gonna because the dog was just shut down and once you open yeah. that kind of worms yeah so I was I, I noticed that people have to be prepared for what's going to happen next. And the dog has right. to be prepared what's going to happen next as much as you can. The yeah. environment has to be adjusted accordingly because having a dog in a kennel being shut down and then all of a sudden you expect the dog to be free roaming and understand the world like you've never had before. We need to right. kind of be open about that. Then we have people yeah. that try to do different things with the old behaviors they are used to. And then we have mm-hmm. this, let's call it biased thinking my dog cannot be healed in one day, so therefore I have time to change. No, you have to change before the dog changes. You have to have things yeah. ready before the dog prepare, changes.
1: Prepare for it. Yeah. Right. Because it's so, not every time either, you know, and that's the thing is is that it usually helps. More often than not, it helps a high percentage of animals, but then you have like that 20% where it just has no impact on them at all. I personally believe that every dog gets, or any animal or person gets exactly what they need in a healing session it may not be what you want to happen like i've had situations where um, you have a dog that is um, having a ton of behavior issues um but they also have a physical underlying issue that that's partly responsible for it so the healing work even though i'm not trying to do it the healing work will actually work on that dog's physical issue and clear it um and so it's it's not gonna magically like make the behavior better you know it doesn't work that way it doesn't it doesn't like i don't wave a little wand and all of a sudden a boop you you know you don't pee in the house anymore it it clears whatever the reason is behind the issue okay whether it's trauma whether it's a physical issue and not again not all the time because not not every dog is supposed to heal from energy work um for you know reasons that i don't understand i'm not jesus you know mm-hmm. i can't just like poke my finger at somebody and they're all healed
0: oh we have a little bit of a video issue here Up yo yo you're back I can hear you. So one thing that I noticed working with clients over the years and, you know, referring them to you, one thing that I noticed is that sometimes dogs have this individual, let's call it esoteric choice to divert a healing towards their partners. And that was very amazing. I felt like I, I was watching actually a session in real time because I was there where the dog was normal, hanging out and doing nothing. Like a little bit of, um, in in your terms, they do this. Um, let's call it um, uh, movements. Um, you have a special term for that. Registers. Now I, I remember. Oh,
1: okay. And, Sorry, I wasn't sure. What and you were
0: suddenly. And suddenly, the owner started having registers, and the dog having registers. I was like, "How funny is that? Both getting healing session through the dog at the same time." Yeah,
1: registers are just little like twitches, or like the eyebrows going up and down, your eyes moving back and forth. There are like these weird little thing that happens when you get certain kinds of energy work, and um, that are not common to, you know, that specific person or dog.
0: So this is so amazing. No. Do you educate people like talking about me? I had no clue and you kind of got me into the, my healing abilities, Um, I'm intuitive and I do have intuitive abilities. I do have healing abilities, but in in cases that I feel like not really comfortable because of the complexity, I I do refer out to you. Mm -hmm. However, can can people learn to do what you do and and how how is this possible?
1: yeah the the only thing that they can't learn from me is reconnective healing because eric pearl has the rights to that um if you're already attuned i can certainly like help people how to show teach people how to show it how to use it but they can't call themselves that so the best thing to do Mm -hmm. if you want to learn how to do reconnective healing is go on um eric pearl's website i think it's called the reconnection and you can find out how to do it there um reiki intuitive healing um, all that stuff. Uh, that's that's my area. I teach people how to do it all the time. You and I have had um, Reiki courses for people healing for animals, um, which we know. Yeah, I no we longer really several practice. Shelters. Yeah, I no longer practice Reiki anymore. Um, so I teach people how to do do golden frequency with animals, which is just source light healing. And it's very helpful for animals and things like that. Um, and and that's pretty much it now. So, yeah, that's a thing that I do.
0: And um, how can people reach you? And, and what services do you offer?
1: What services do I offer? Just in general, um, for animals, I, I I offer reconnective healing. I can also just do intuitive healing if, if somebody wants that. Um, I offer sessions for people a lot. My, I'm primarily a people a people healer, um, but I do a lot of, um, you know. Trauma healing, trauma release, um, reconnective healing. I have a a modality that's called multidimensional healing, which is um, going through the wholeness of a person, like every layer of their energy field and going ahead and um, clearing whatever I find there or healing whatever I find there. Um, I teach people about being an empath. I do what we call empath training. I train other healers. I mentor other healers um including animal healers um if they're needing help um increasing revenue or they need help like maybe they have a new skill set that's coming in maybe a psychic ability that's coming in that they need support with um i i do a lot of that as well um i also have a retreat that's coming up um in july 2023 which i'm super excited about in mount shasta can- can- tell, me, tell me a little bit about it so, um it's a it's a people retreat um it's going to be basically helping people in that place where you may be stuck so if you're feeling like you're stuck somewhere and you want to just really dive deep into wherever that is or you just want to dive into your own being your own internalness and become more embodied be more connected into your higher self and all that information um, activate your intuitive abilities if they aren't activated already um so it's basically just that in a beautiful amazing setting and we're going to do nature walks and we're going to do all these wonderful group healing sessions you're going to learn a lot um how to how to learn emotional mastery healing trauma all kinds of stuff so um it's going to be amazing and it's in this beautiful boutique hotel in uh, mccloud which is just outside of shasta and um you know it is a dog friendly friendly environment um, so people can bring their dogs, um, but it is a people healing um, retreat. So if anybody's interested in that, you can go down to my website, which I'm sure Roman's going to post and you can take a look at it. I haven't posted it yet because it's still being written. So give me a couple of weeks and um, look out for it um, being posted in mid-February. And
0: that's it. Um, I super appreciate all this information that you gave us. That anybody has any questions? Now it's the time. Cool.
1: Let's see. Yeah.
0: So I I really appreciate your time today. And thank you for joining your husband in the show. (laughs) Um, Coffee with behavior, uh, holistic behavior. Um, I'm kind of,
1: sorry <laughs> did you forget which podcast you were on yeah I,
0: because usually i have everything scripted out but um yeah i don't think that's something we should script a, out
1: go can ahead can i make a quick comment about um somebody um, from facebook user said um they said companion um it's so sad to feel like we own a dog i think companionship has nothing to do with owning Companionship is friendship, and we should treat our dogs like friends. In order to live with us, we need to teach them, but like we would teach a friend. I agree, a thousand percent, and that's why Roman and I do what we do, is a thousand, a million percent what you just said. Facebook user is because we actually, that's one of the reasons why we do. I mean, well, it's kind of everything because the whole system is set up right now to to own an animal like they are, um, you know a slave. And the whole system is set up like that. And, and we don't like it. And so we want things to change. Um, we want people to start treating animals in a way that's different than how they're treating them. Like, especially our companion animals that we love who are, are members of our family, but we treat them like, um, like slaves for lack. do what I say when I say it, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's not, it's not cool and it needs to stop. <laughs> so that's, You know, That's my opinion anyway. Um, I think that dogs need to be behaved in the environment that they're in and they need to behave appropriately and they need to learn emotional mastery just like people do. And that's where a good trainer and behaviorist are going to come in to help them to understand what's okay and what's not okay in a space in a safe way that doesn't force them into a specific way of doing into a specific behavior like e-callers and choke callers and, you know, abusive methods of any kind you know we're just helping them to understand how to be in our space
0: so one thing that i noticed um for i'm sure some people have questions but i always was concerned in the beginning and i wasn't out of my closet yet about energy healer i didn't i didn't say i, I do healing work which i already did for five years i was just hiding it because i had already the 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 the, the nickname the woo-woo trainer because i had this weird behavior approaches and some people says oh whoopu trainer you're surely driving a Prius right and are vegetarian <laughs> no, you like it well, do anyway. <laughs> um, but one thing that I recognize is <clears throat> that energy work is something that is very near to dogs we, mm-hmm. we know already from science that dogs come up to us and we feel good this is part of energy work so we have mm-hmm. dogs who are energy Healers and come into our lives. We have service dogs who are emotional support dogs, and it is very near to those dogs. And really, dogs taking that energy in. And even if it, if you think you may do wrong at some point, there is no way the dog would take something wrong, because its yeah. energy is just available. It's not something you put down the drain or you pour it in a glass of water. It's just available. That the dog will take it in or not, or divert it to somewhere else. Sometimes dogs are kind of like conduits without getting directly affected by it. But sometimes in that conduit exchange, they can also draw energy that they need and let the other wind flow. It's such an abundance of frequency out there. The other thing that I notice is that as, as people have certain expectations of a trainer or a behavior consultant, that's more into the technical aspect, fix my dog, train my dog, In a healing session, certain things can come up into the surface. Uh, People will have experiences, a dog will have experience, and at some point these things have to be discussed. So if I have a dog, for example, that I'm working on that has severe trauma, I notice that usually um, the person who has that dog has also similar core traumas. And if I want to help my dog overcoming this trauma, so I have to start talking about these things. So it is sometimes that we don't feel comfortable touching that subject, but I feel having an energy healer being part of the training session and let them take a little bit the hit. Sorry, Barbara. It's helpful open up a conversation for you to say, well, it's not my opinion only. Here is a, p- a person who actually can help you with it, and can have a, a joint conversation about how energy work can also start moving things. And from my mm-hmm. experience as a complex trauma, I never had a side effect of doing healing work i did have side effects of medication I did have side effects of talking to a psychologist and then he told me the time is over i have to go home now right i'm not saying it's the you know taking medication or being a therapist is something that you should avoid or something like that but i would see that energy work is part of a bigger system that we can take in consideration
1: mind body spirit the whole, holism of everything. So spirit isn't just doing yoga and things like that. It's literally means the non-local reality of a human being. Right. So mind, body, spirit is, you know, when you're talking about holistic training or holistic anything, that's what we're really talking about. It's not just about um, homeopathy. Aromatherapy
0: and and crystals.
1: (laughs) Right. You know, this is, we're talking about energy here. Let's just call it what it is so and, and, and every that everything that exists on the planet is made up of it all beings that are on the planet are made up of the stuff so you know
0: oh here we have somebody steve Kako. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: thank you steve
0: so one other thing i don't that know I, I don't that, know I, that I... I
1: understand healing work either <laughs> you know i think i do yeah, i've been we doing it always a long surprised time. right yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Um. So, yeah, I think we kind of hit the end of the of the day today for our, our yeah, show. Yeah, we went way thank over. Thank you, everyone, gonna do for joining. Hour.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: I will have um an audio version of it um in my new blog. What dogs are barking about? It's actually an audio blog, and you can hear it in replay, or you can watch it in replay on my YouTube channel at holistic dog training um at holistic dog training but also you can watch it in my Facebook group holistic dog training and parenting education and yeah you can always keep some messages in the comments however if you want to work with Barbara and you're a professional you want to reach out to her website um and I also have her uh, information on the link if you guys want interested to join the energy retreat um did I say retreat right or is it um yeah anyway. And, um, but if you want to work as a professional and you kind of want to get a little bit of an insight information, I'm happy to share it with you. I'm not, there is no competition if we're about to help dogs. There's so many people out there who have needs of dogs. I don't feel competitive to anyone. So if you want to tap into that direction, you want to have some more information, background before you reach out to Barbara, welcome to message me through my website and tell me, hey, Roman, I ha- I'm interested in kind of getting a little bit into this energy thing, blah, blah, blah and we can hop on a call and kind of talk things out um if you need if you have a case and you want to talk about that you can also reach out to me and we can kind of do a joint session and if i feel that energy work will do the impact and totally can refer to the barbara and kind of take it from there thank you everyone for joining um is there anything you want to um, share before we closing to people who are um, new to the energy to world? Thank
1: you. Thank you to everybody for showing up. And I know that probably every single person on this call are people who are force-free, fear-free people who care about animals and care about their rights and care about, you know, making sure that we as professionals treat them in an appropriate way. Right. So um, thank you very much, um, everybody, for being there here today. And that's pretty much it.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. And um, it was nice to have you here. And um, goodbye and talk to you guys soon. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.